So we're going to open in prayer. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, prepare our hearts for your message. Be with us as we take in your word and activate us, Lord, to use what we learn every day of our lives. I thank you, Lord God, and I praise you and I pray, Lord God, put a watch in my mouth lest I sin against you and say anything that you would not want me to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Holy Spirit, bring your fire. So today's message is, In God We Trust. Most people know that this is the official motto of the United States, but did you know that it's also the state motto of Florida? Sorry. Um, it's the state motto. It's also the state motto of Florida. <clears throat> and it replaced E Pluribus Unum, which means one out of many, in 1956. So we didn't get this official motto until 1956. And God We Trust first appeared on our money, though, in 1864, when a two-cent piece was inscribed with the motto. The earliest recorded usage of the motto in English was in January of 1748 when the Pennsylvania Gazette reported on the colors of Associators Regiments. When it says colors, it means their flags because they were flying. They call it flying their colors. In the article, the paper spoke of Benjamin Franklin's Pennsylvania militia. And one of the regiments of that militia had a flag which had a coronet, which is a crown, and a plume of feathers with the motto, In God We Trust. Is this still true for this country? Do we trust in God? What about for the state? For the county? What about in our homes and in our families? As I researched this phrase, my knee-jerk reaction was yes. But of course, the phrase that was given to me was from God, and he was saying, he showed it to me, he said, in God we trust, and he said, do you trust me? And I started to realize as I sat with the Lord that we all struggle with trusting God at some point. All of us. I know I do. And at first it was very, very difficult. But I know that, and I know this is going to sound strange, but sometimes God speaks to me by giving me like a mental image of something. And often when I sit in the quiet of the prayer room, I have my eyes closed as I listen for the Lord. And sometimes we sit in silence together, and I have on occasion seen a vision or a mental image. And sometimes the Lord speaks to me with words to my heart. Years ago, when I started this practice that's actually called active listening, which is a term used in the field of psychology, I learned about it in college, and I was not using it with the Lord. I was using it with other people. So I'm going to give you a definition of what active listening is because when I started to use this during my prayer time and devotions to the Lord, it brought me into a much closer relationship to Him. And I know it sounds like I'm going into an area that's not related to God we trust, but I promise you it is. Active listening is a practice of preparing to listen. Observing what verbal and nonverbal messages are being sent and then providing appropriate feedback 
for the sake of showing attentiveness to the message being presented. Active listening is listening on purpose. And this is important to know because the Lord wants us to be active listeners in his presence. And in the very beginning, when I was learning how to use this technique that I had learned in college, it was, it was much easier with people because with people you're actively listening and somebody's talking. But when you're actively listening and you're in front of God, you're sitting and you're listening and you're getting quiet and you're making your mind quiet. And the, one of the first things that the Lord taught me was that I need to have no expectations of how he's going to speak to me. I had to let God out of the box that I had placed him in, in my own mind, in my own expectations of how I thought he was going to speak to me. Because a lot of times we'll think that he's going to speak to us in our hearts or in words. And sometimes he wants to show us a picture or uh, give us a vision of something that he wants us to move in and change and do. And I ha you have to let him out of that box of expectation that we create for ourselves in order to receive the things that God wants us to receive. I have found that this practice of active listening with him is an act of trust. It is definitely an act of faith, especially in the beginning. Because in the beginning, when you first start to actively listen, your mind starts to wander to all of the things that are on your list that you have to get done that day, or the aggravating conversation that you had yesterday, or the things that you need to do tomorrow. Your mind wants to move somewhere else. It doesn't like to be quiet. It doesn't like to listen actively. It likes to think about all of the junk that happened in the world, the things that you saw in the news, the things that will take over your entire time with the Lord if you'll let it. So you have to train your mind to be still, to get quiet, and to listen, and to wait for the Lord. A funny story that happened when I first started this practice, and I don't remember what the Lord was asking me to do, but I do remember... When he asked me to do it, this was very early on, when he asked me to do it and I had said, you know, I have no expectations, you do whatever you want to do. And this is one of the first things that he did. He asked me to do something and I was like, I don't want to do that. And as soon as I did that, I got a mental image of Aladdin from Disney. You know that scene in, 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 in Aladdin, the movie Aladdin, where he's on the magic carpet and he wants to take Jasmine on this amazing adventure. And he reaches out his hand and he says, do you trust me? That's what I saw. Do you trust me? And then the image of Aladdin changed to Jesus with his hand out. And he said, again, do you trust me? And I said, yeah, yeah, I do. Because he said, because I want to take you on an amazing adventure. And if you'll trust me in the little things, and you'll do these little things that I'm asking you to do now, although they may seem, seem silly, although they may seem ridiculous to you when you do them, this is something that I want you to do because I need you to learn to trust what I'm telling you to do. He wants me, me, to put myself out there. He wants you to put yourself out there. 
This encounter with Jesus happened by the practice of active listening. This practice of active listening was still, it was me being still and ended up with me trusting Jesus. And this created a deeper relationship with my Savior. And I'm telling you about it today. I want to talk to you about it today because the Lord is always looking for you to have a deeper and more intimate relationship with Him. He wants us to have a deeper relationship. Psalm 4610. That's, that's going to be, we'll only have a few verses this week. Psalm 4610. It says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now flip back just a few more to Psalm 37.7. This is David. This one is David speaking. Psalm 37.7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. That right there is a picture. David gave me a picture of active listening in Psalm 37.7. Be still. Wait patiently for him. He could have put in there, quiet your mind. And stop fretting over the person who's out there doing the bad things that's, that's driving you nuts at work. The, one, the, the things that you see on the news. Don't worry about other things. Be still in his presence and wait patiently for him. Flip over to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. If you will trust in the Lord... Don't lean on what you know. Get out of your mind. Get out of, out of the things that you think that you know. Stop leaning on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. He will be with you. He will order your day. If you ask him to order your day, he will walk with you through whatever it is that you're going through that day. He'll walk with you whatever it is that you want to walk with him with, with whatever you'll release to him and trust him for, he will be with you in it. And I will say that yes, he will sometimes will he will ask you to go out on a limb. Sometimes you're you aren't going to understand why he's asking you to do something. Sometimes he wants you to step out on faith. Sometimes he wants you to just trust him. Sometimes he wants you to get out of your comfort zone. Sometimes he wants you to get over looking silly in front of people. Sometimes he wants you to help someone. Sometimes he wants you to remember that everyone is your neighbor and to love your neighbor as yourself. He will walk with you. But sometimes you have, you have to understand that as he's walking with you, he's not going to take things away. Now with healing, when it comes to your body, and you're not supposed to live in, in um, sickness and, and illness until you're until your destiny is complete with him. And then, of course, we pass away. But, and we go to our glory with God. But, a lot of times we want things to go away. 
We want to get out of the position that we're in. We want to not walk through something hard. And when we, when we don't want to walk through these some things that are hard, God is saying, I will walk with you in it. If you'll give me a, give me a chance, if you'll trust me in this and walk with me in it, I'll make you stronger. I'll make you better. I'll make you prosper. But we have to be willing to say, I trust you, Lord, to walk with me through this, to get me to the other side, to give me the things that I need to walk through it. Most of the time, he's not going to take your difficult situations away. Why? Because he's going to use those difficult situations to teach you something if you'll trust him. Am I making sense? Okay, good. Because this is important. Trust is supposed to be uncomfortable at first. Think about meeting somebody new and you're, you're learning to trust them. The, you, you're not sure if you should trust them. It's going to make you a little uncomfortable when they're asking you to do something. And this is kind of like our relationship with God. It's a little uncomfortable at first because you're not sure if you can. But you should never feel that way about God. With other people, yes, be uncomfortable until you learn about them and they've shown who they are to you. But never do that with God. Over time, with God, you will learn to do what he says quickly. You won't have to think about it. You won't have to second guess it. You'll just do it because he asked you to. Remember that obedience is better than sacrifice, according to 1 Samuel 15, 22. We're not going to go to there, but it is in the next scripture notes because I'm referencing that. Obedience. The Lord said obedience is better than sacrifice. When you trust him in the hard things, you will grow and it'll become easier. So he'll ask you to do something until you're comfortable with it. He will keep pushing you to do something, the same thing over and over again, and it's a test. He wants to see, are you going to trust me in this? And once you trust him in this and you do that thing and it becomes comfortable and then the next time it's, you, you just do it. You don't even think about it. Okay, Lord, I'll do it. The first time God told me to approach somebody I didn't even know, I was out in public and he said, go give them a $20 bill. That $20 bill that you put in your wallet, go give them that $20 bill. And now I have to explain to this person why I'm giving them 20 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And the Lord said, I want you to go do that. Tell them I love them. That is just real simple. Hand them a $20 bill and say, God told me to give this to you. He loves you. It took forever for me to be able to do that because I have such a, a perception of what other, like, there's this thing in me that says, I don't want people to look at me like I'm a nut job, right? We all have that a little bit. We don't want to look like some kind of crazy person. But I finally just started stepping out in faith and doing this. And then, as soon as I got comfortable with it, and as soon as he started, he, 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 it was the craziest thing. This is how I learned this lesson of trust with him. Is he used this exact same, this exact same thing I'm telling you about. I had to go give the $20, tell them that God loved them. The increments kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and, and so it was testing two different things. Are you going to trust me to go out and speak to people that you don't know and tell them that God loves them? And are you going to continue to give away more and more amounts of your money? And it finally got to the point where at one point 
I went to a uh, a place for lunch. I'm not going to say what the restaurant was because it was it was a popular lunch place. And I went to meet a friend of mine and on the way there, I spent 30 minutes talking to the Lord about what I did not want to do. And he spent 30 minutes saying, I really, really want you to do this today. And I handed them my debit card when I paid for mine. And I said, I want you to keep this here at the register. And anybody who comes to buy lunch, I want you to run it. I'm paying for the lunch as long as I'm here until I come back and pick up the card. It blew this woman's mind. She kept asking me, but she came while I was eating lunch to the table. I've ran it six times, she says. Are you sure you want me to keep doing this? I said, yeah, until I leave. And don't tell anybody that you're doing this. Don't, don't point me out to anybody. And she went back over and she kept, she kept asking me, why did you do this? Like at the very end, she finally got to the point where she just started like taking the tickets and putting them aside. She didn't even want to put them on my card anymore. And I said, keep, keep going. You're fine. And when I was done with the lunch, and the funny thing was, is the person that I was with, she knew. She, she said, I've done this. I've gone through this test. And she watched it happen. And I finally go back up to get the cart. And she was like, there's, there's, there's a lot. Are you sure you want me to run this? And I said, yeah. She was like, I don't know. Why would you do this? And I said, well, today's my birthday. God told me to do it. I wanted to do it. And so I was being obedient to God. And she couldn't. That, that wasn't good enough either. And I finally just said, just, just run it. I had, to, I had to leave. I was like, I just, just, just run it for me. And she did. But this obedience, as soon as you get comfortable with it, that was the most expensive one. But that was the really final test, I think. Because after that, there was a few more, will you do, give this, will you do that, will you, you know. And then he stopped asking me to do that. Why? Because I got comfortable with it. I had to start new tests. There was new, new levels of trust. So he could trust me with this. Now he wanted me to do something else. As soon as you become comfortable with the trust, he says, okay, now we're going to start something new. And usually he doesn't tell you we're going to start something new. You just find out. <laughs> and he asks you to do something else. And he'll keep asking you to do it until you become comfortable with it. And that's the way God works. The easiest way you can get through the tests of trust with him is to be obedient the first time. And it's okay to question it. So it's okay to say, I'm not sure. I want to make sure this is what you want me to do. And to, and to ask for and, and if there's time. Because sometimes it's, it's a, I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes it's, it's a, that person's right there and that person's getting ready to walk away. You better do it because he's wanting you to not ask for clarification. He's wanting you to just listen and do it and obey. And he'll put you in those situations too. <clears throat> and if you don't do it, the Holy Spirit will, will you'll, you'll start to feel, oh man, I messed up, Lord. And, and, and then you have to live in repentance for that. But that should be, uh, to be honest, repentance should be a practice that we're practicing every single day. We should get up and be thinking about what we did yesterday and anything that we feel like we should have done and we didn't do according to the Lord, then we need to be repenting of it. Because what happens if you don't repent of it right away, you become immune to it. 
If you're doing something and God says, and God says, you know, or, or you, get, you get that feeling in your gut where you just know that it was wrong and you don't repent of it, then you, after a couple times, you'll become immune to that feeling of, I need to repent for this. And now you're living in sin. So that has to be, that has to be a daily practice of repentance. You have to have a daily practice of repentance because if you don't, you will become immune to it. And if you become immune to it, it'll no longer bother you. And that's how, that's how you get people who are living in sin. They are openly living in sin because they don't care anymore because they become immune to the repentance that they got in their heart and they ignored it. And they're not living a daily practice of, Lord, do I need to repent of this? That's how I got far away from the church because I stopped living a, day, a life of daily repentance and it took me 10 years to get back. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving you these seeds of knowledge that I have found that practices that, that I know work, that I know are biblical, and that I know that God wants you to hear because we are supposed to be disciples. And our job is not just to be a disciple, we're to go out and make disciples of, of, of other people. We're supposed to tell them about Jesus. And if we don't, then we're not living out the gospel and the good news of Christ to others. And I know that puts us out of our, our comfort zone for sure. It puts me out of my comfort zone. I don't like talking to people I don't know. I get really antsy about talking to people I don't know. I'm just because I don't know what they're gonna think what they're thinking. And what I would be thinking if it was me gets into my head. And then that gets me to not want to do it. But I I God's got me to the point where he's kind of pushing me into that. You got to talk to them. You got to tell them about Jesus. You got to. So now I'm in the grocery store talking to the cashiers about Jesus because that's really the only place I go. But God wants you to trust him unconditionally. He wants you to trust him with your heartbreak. He wants you to trust him with your circumstances, trust you with your day, trust you. He wants you to trust him with, with your work. He wants him to, he wants you to trust him with your coworkers, your businesses, your finances, over your busy schedule, over your children, over your grandchildren, over your emotions, over your relationships. He wants you to trust him with everything day to day that you are dealing with. And when you trust God in the hard things, that's when he can trust you with his heart for you over these little bitty tests that become bigger and bigger tests that eventually he says, okay, now I can trust you and I'm going to give you a new test. He's growing you up. You are supposed to be learning. You're supposed to be growing and learning in the Lord every day of your life until you die and go to heaven. We cannot become unteachable by God. When you get to the point where you can really trust the Lord and he knows that he can trust you to obey him and obey him quickly, that is when your purpose and your destiny will manifest into all that God intended for you to have and to do. This is when people's destinies and get opened up and they start to live in the fullness of what God intended for them to have. I hope you guys got a lot from this. I, I the, Studying through this and remembering, going back through my, my journals and remembering the things that God did, because that's what he does when, when, when he's bringing me a message and he, he wants me to, to think about how it was in my life so that I can articulate it and give it to you. 
I, this was a lot. I know this was a lot, but I, I, I know that we're getting ready to go into the Thanksgiving season and then into Christmas. And so those are going to be messages that are more geared towards the holiday through Advent and through Thanksgiving and, um, and what they are, what they mean and what we're doing. <laughs> and so when he gave this to me, I was, I was trying to pack as much in as I could because I knew that this, that we were going to be doing the holidays. So let's close in prayer. And, and, uh, after we pray, we're going to listen to the last song, the closing song. And if, of course, if you, if you need prayer, if you, uh, want to pray, I will pray with you. But if you would ask this question, and ask the Lord what he wants you to do, what he wants you to work on, how you can be better, a, a more trusting person with him and trust him more during this last song. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for your many blessings. I thank you, Lord, for this message that you gave me. I thank you, Lord, for the provision that you provide for us through your tithes and offerings so that we can help others. Help us to live a lifestyle of repentance, Lord God. And thank you, Lord, that your grace abounds when we mess up. Be with us as we go through our week, Lord, and lead us through our days. Prompt us, Lord, to seek a closer relationship with you every single day. Don't let us get too busy during this holiday season, Lord, that we don't come to you. And walk with us and provide for us, Lord, throughout the weeks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.